today on CityCast Denver. Major League Baseball pulled their all-star game out of Atlanta in protest of a new Georgia elections law. So where is there a city with a beautiful baseball stadium and kick-ass elections? Hmm. Congratulations, Denver. And thank you, Major League Baseball. And don't for one second let anyone tell you Denver's elections are anything like Georgia's. Democracy is, is just as important as a pastime as uh, baseball is. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. It's another mild spring day here in Denver with highs in the mid-60s. Denver announced it will begin to repave 465 lane miles of local streets this year. Just FYI, one lane mile is equal to one mile-long 12-foot stretch of road. This means construction season will continue throughout the year, as it does every year, but we'll be getting better streets out of the deal. In very sad baby bald eagle news, the bald eagle nest at Bar Lake in Brighton was destroyed after the tree it was resting in fell. Sadly, the eggs did not survive. But we're still keeping vigilant watch on the nest at Stanley Lake, crossing our fingers for a healthy spring for bald eagles. Denver City Council voted Monday to expand parts of the group living amendment to the entire city. This means five people can live together in one house, regardless of what neighborhood you live in. This also means more housing options for more people. It's official. Major League Baseball confirmed rumors that the All-Star Game is leaving Atlanta because of a new Georgia elections law. And now the game's coming to Denver, which is cool. Except it got some conservative politicians talking about how Colorado's elections aren't that different from Georgia's, which is not cool at all. Our elections here in Denver totally rule. Seriously, I love every aspect of it. I love how transparent our elections office is on social media. I love how easy they make it to turn in your ballot. Every municipal election, I feel so much pride in being a Denverite. You were my council person for a long time. I miss those days. Do you? (laughs) Seems like really hard work. (laughs) Like when I think about government jobs, council person is like the most intense one. That's what I thought until 2020 presidential. (laughs) Oh yeah, good point. (laughs) I wanted to set the record straight. So I invited my former council person and Denver's current clerk and recorder, Paul Lopez, to come on the show. He's the guy that led Denver to an almost 85% turnout rate in the 2020 election. 85%. Well, I want to start with asking you, um, Paul, are you a baseball fan? Yes, I am. I am totally a baseball fan. I used to play baseball, and, and I, uh, I'm so happy that the season is starting, and I, do, I can't wait to, to actually catch a ball game. So Right? So what were your first thoughts when you heard that the MLB All-Star Game was being moved to Denver from Atlanta in part because of voting laws? Well, I, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. And, you know, I'm very thankful that the Major League Baseball had the guts uh, to actually make this decision, to make this call. And it's the right call. Um, you know, d- democracy is is just as important as a pastime as uh, baseball is. And I'm so glad that this decision was made, and especially because it's coming back here to the Mile High City. And 
I can't stop bragging about <laughs> our, our Denver election staff, our 1,180 judges that, you know, worked, you know, throughout the year to make sure that our elections are safe, they're secure, they're transparent. And here's the kicker. They are accessible to every single voter, no matter what zip code you live in. And, and that's what's up. Right. And so we, you know, at the, at the same time, I want to, that's also a, a big shout out and thank you to the Denver voters, right. For having their confidence in our elections for participating for voting. And uh, you know, th this, this home run is because of those Denver voters. And, you know, that's so that's sort of the talking point for a lot of conservative commentators that are they're trying to compare Colorado's voter loss to Georgia's and saying that the MLB is being hypocritical because we have similarly strict rules. And I took a huge issue with that personally, because our voting is so accessible. Can you talk about the ways that that your office makes voting accessible for Denverites? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, and I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, you know, voters in Denver, and I could even say the state, right? Uh, voters in Colorado, especially here in Denver, can vote at any location in their home county. And if they, you know, feel that they, you know, get caught out of county, uh, they can still vote on statewide candidates and uh, and, and issues and, and federal candidates. And then to be quite honest, if let's say if you're a Denver voter and you happen to work in, uh, in El Paso County or down in Pueblo, right? And you, you, let's say you're an Excel linesman and you're out there working and you have your ballot and, oh man, I got to get this by seven o'clock. No need to stress. You just put it in a Pueblo box and it gets back to us. And that vote gets counted and tabulated. So as long as you get it in by 7 p.m. So you could register to vote all the way up until 7 p.m. You can uh, request a, a ballot or a replacement ballot. You can call us. You can text us. You, and you know what? If, if you know, if folks are, are comparing our, our security and saying that our security is strict. Yeah. yeah, it is secure. It is absolutely secure. But the key is, is that you don't have to compromise security. What you believe is security at the cost of, of, of not of becoming access. accessible. Yeah, there you yeah. go, of access. Yeah, it's not it's not an either or conversation. Our vote, right. our our voting is accessible as well as secure. So what would you say to conservatives online who are saying that this new Georgia elections law isn't that different from what we have on the books in Colorado? Well, first of all, we don't criminalize handing water out to somebody who's waiting in line. And then also, uh, as opposed to Georgia, we don't get blocks of longs, long lines of voters because we offer so many convenient ways for them to vote. And you're looking at, you know, this high participation, I mean, 94 percent of folks return their ballots, um, either through Dropbox or uh, the mail. Of those, 70 percent used a Dropbox and um, only 6 percent voted in person. But you it was have, an option. It's an option. And you give voters choices. You make it easy. You make it accessible. And that's. You know, unfortunately, that's not the starting point for Georgia's election system. Yeah, and just we, we're not seeing that same kind of disenfranchisement, uh, particularly of our black and brown communities when it comes to voting. And it's clear in our results of our elections. Right. And that's what we try to tell people is that, you know, your, your, vo your vote counts and all it takes is one vote and you have to make it yours. Yes. And, and, and it's your participation that that's going to make a difference. And I, I wish, I wish 
that folks in Georgia would hit us up. I wish that those state legislators and, and folks who were making these decisions hit us up. I would gladly give them a tour. I, you know, I offered it last year to the president of the United States. I say president with quotation marks, right? Like I, you know, please come by, check out what we, what we do. I would love for these policymakers to come by and learn from us. I mean, we test our voting system before and after every election. We document all these processes on social media. You know, we have a ballot security page that kind of walks on our website that walks through the entire ballot process. And even featured it last year featured a 24 hour live stream showing all yeah. of our ballot processing areas. I was watching it. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, this is this is democracy in action, literally. Right. You know? And that's and that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, yeah, it pisses me off knowing that, you know, these policies are being made that are archaic Jim Crow era policies. And it, it you know, it makes me mad. But at the center of it. Brie, it's my heartbreaking, man. It, it, it's sad. It really is depressing, and it's so sad to see, and, and, and especially from Georgia. I mean, right. what a lovely state. You right. know what and I'm saying? The but, people deserve, and the people deserve that access, you know? Yes. That's what yes. it really comes down to. So my last thought is I feel like maybe you should throw the first pitch at the All-Star game. Would you take that up if they offered it? I used to throw, so I, I used to be Perfect. on the mound. So you know what? I would that Bree, you're tapping into old West High School baseball dreams. Yes. There, I I don't even care if there was no games or not even the janitor on, uh, uh, you know, in the whole stadium. I you just let me on that field and put somebody out there just to play catch. I that would be my, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. vet. I'm gonna vet that idea as Girl. as heavily as I can on Twitter. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I I get a picture of the, the greatest team in elections right now. And, you know, that's enough for me. After we heard the news about the MLB All-Star Game coming to Denver, I knew we had to check back in with our sports guy, Jake Shapiro. We had him on Monday's show to talk about the Rockies. And so we wanted to know how common it is for baseball to make a political statement like this. Baseball as an entity is a very conservative sport, so they politically do not make a lot of moves unless it directly benefits them. This has come from a 1922 Supreme Court decision in which Major League Baseball, the entity, the league, was ruled to be part of an antitrust exemption where Major League Baseball is allowed to rule and own baseball like a monopoly in this country. So what that means is baseball effectively doesn't like to get involved politically because they don't want to rub bones with people that could go challenge that to the Supreme Court, which gives them a lot of control. But what's happening here is really interesting because baseball has had a topsy-turvy relationship with racial relations, to say the least. So baseball's really founded after the Civil War. Then there's a color barrier that comes into effect. But they break the color barrier in 1947, which happened about 15 years before Martin Luther King Jr. really had an impact. So baseball really likes, in the last 70 years or so, since Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, to really support people of color if they can. That's our sports guide, Jake Shapiro. And finally, a couple of notes. We're excited to be a source of facts and journalism, so we really let some of you down when we said the wrong date in yesterday's episode. 
That's fixed now and won't happen again, space-time continuum notwithstanding. Also, a disclosure. Our producer, Paul Caroli's wife, Megan, works for the Denver Clerk and Recorder's Office. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our phenomenal morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Done.